everybody out there. Welcome to episode number Sweet 16 for myself and BJ on the Unscripted Playbook. And uh, I want to open up with something that we started about last week. It's not our first topic. It's just something that I thought was really funny, Beach, that continues from last week. You didn't know this was coming, much like everything else. <laughs> but um, do you know what today was? No way. Maybe not in your hood, but today was garbage day. <laughs> <laughs> today was garbage day. And guess what? I was up in my office, which is very far from the front door. And all of a sudden, I hear the gear shifting of the garbage truck coming around the corner. And I think to myself, no, this is about four hours earlier than usual. It can't be. <laughs> I run downstairs. I run to my front driveway. And guess what? All my boxes have been broken down. And the green bin is all out there at the front. Monica did the garbage for the first time in I don't know when. And it was all taken care of. That's amazing. But if I, if it wasn't, we were screwed. So I think I picture Nat running down the stairs and somehow getting in front of you. Monica yeah. pulled the same thing. So she must wow. be listening to this. She must be listening to this secretly. I think she is. I think they're in competition. I, I remember, I remember Nat was staying up late watching stuff with me. And then you, you had taken a picture of Monica staying up late and sent it a picture to me. And she's like, she's coming for Nat. She's coming for Nat. Listen, so. Nat doesn't have, you don't have kids yet. Nat goes yeah. to bed pretty early. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's going to be interesting when you do have them because <laughs> she'll fucked. be going to bed at four thirty-five p.m. I think we're fucked. We are so fucked. Um, I want to bring to light what some listeners have brought to my attention, and that is our format, which has changed only slightly. And that is, we used to come at each other with three. I had three planned topics that you didn't know about. You had three planned topics that I didn't know about. And as we've gotten to get bigger and we're growing, we find that the first 10 minutes is actually eaten up by previous episode stuff. Uh, so I, I just want to make it clear that we're not really doing three and three anymore because we're trying to get maybe a little more in depth with the topics that we do bring. So I bring one or two and it seems like you're bringing one or two as well. Uh, on that note, I wanted to introduce a section that I want to call not just errors and omissions, but I thought about it, Beej. I'm going to call them errors and regrets. So <laughs> what sparred this was, I was listening to our podcast the other day. So I listen to us when I go for a run sometimes. And we talked about past teammates. And there's one big one that I left out. So it's a big, reg I would put this in the regret column. Okay. Rob Graham, you've mm. played sports with him. You don't have to have played sports with him to know the guy's just a generally good guy, good teammate, good friend. But if he's on the ice with you in hockey, which is what I play with him for like almost 10 years. If someone lays a finger on you, even though it's non-contact, if someone looks at you the wrong way, Rob Graham will be directly next to you and he is ready to throw. Even though there's no fighting, he will throw down for you. And a real life story of how I know that's the case is because me, Rob, and two other guys were walking home from a bar in Toronto way back when, probably in our mid-20s, stupid age, being stupid, at three in the morning. And these group of four or five guys... We met up on Richmond Street and they just, all of a sudden we started beaking at each other. And I don't know why I decided to turn around because we we're all walking away and this guy kept, kept chirping, kept doing it. And I said, okay, I've had enough. I turned around and I charged towards them and I just, for some reason, took two hands and I palmed his face with two hands and shoved him to the ground with my hands. Never have I done that before. He was really short. So I think I just pushed his face because it was really low. And as the other guys came to run at me, I thought it was all by myself. I saw three or four guys running at me and out of nowhere, Rob Graham <laughs> steps in between me and those guys and they stop in their tracks, bunch of shit talking and they went away. I literally was like a deer in headlights. I was like, what the fuck did I just do? 
four or five guys or three or four guys attacking me. And Rob Graham probably ran, I don't know, 50, 60 meters and a second and a half to have your back. So that's someone who needs to get a shout out is Rob Graham. Uh, and then errors. Um, I said, I like to play with people who have strong basketball IQ. I don't know why I said that. I just wanted sports IQ, but I kept saying basketball Mm. IQ. It's probably because I was throwing like mostly basketball players and you, you came to, you came up with basketball IQ. That's what I I might've been why. Yeah. And then I guess I'll put this in the regrets column as well. Mm -hmm. One of our good friends, Richard Bowie has been uh, unable to leave us alone with a comment that we made. (laughs) We made the claim that Richard was the friend, the mysterious friend who did not count his gimmies as an actual stroke in golf. Now, I guess that was an error to say it was him. And it's a regret that we ever brought it up. So, <laughs> Bowie, we will drop it from here on in. We'll end it with this. We're sorry we brought it up. We did not mean to offend you. But just know that it was you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Beach, uh, oh I have a first topic, but it's a pretty heavy one. It's, okay. uh, it's, not, it's not really funny. So, if you have one that you'd rather open with, let me know. But why don't I throw out mine? And you say, you'll say, this is what you'll do. You'll say, Jay, let's go with that one now, or you know what? Let's save that till the next one. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. It is with regards to the IOC, the International Olympic Committee. Mm -hmm. They are prohibiting any form of protest whatsoever at the Olympic Games this year in July. Interesting. Wow. You want my thoughts on it? Do you want to go with it, or do you want to postpone that to the second topic? No, let's, yeah, let's discuss it. That's interesting. Let me read it out so I don't say anything incorrectly. Forget taking a knee or raising a fist. The athletes at the Tokyo Olympic Games this summer will be prohibited from making political protests. Okay? Okay. No kind of demonstration or political, religious, or racial propaganda is permitted in any Olympic site, venue, or other areas. Pretty crazy, right? That's Like you can't have BLM written anywhere on your paraphernalia. You can't have any statements. You can't have anything. And they haven't indicated what the actual punishment is going to be at beach, but okay. there's talk of you will be sent home, your medal will be stri- will be taken away, etc. Now, on the other side of that, CBC article has related has come out saying athletes who make political or social social justice protests at the games are promised legal support Good. by a global union and an activist group in Germany. So, wow. okay, they've already come back and said. You know what? Don't listen to the IOC. Do what you want to do. We got your back. Mm-hmm. So, uh, your turn. Yeah, I first like that's that's ridiculous to me. Like it, it's <laughs> that just sounds like we don't want any. You know, I'm gonna call it good trouble, right? Um, we don't want any good trouble happening during the games. We want everything to be clean. We want everything to you know, go smoothly. And I'm not okay with that. You know, right now we need a little bit of good trouble. We need protesting. We need people speak like, you know, using their voice, using their platform. Like the Olympics is a massive platform. That's the way you get points, like points across. That's the way you preach what needs to be heard. What like, you're basically saying like freedom of speech is not allowed during the Olympic games. (laughs) And I think that's BS. That's, that's BS. The fact that, you know, you know, you said CBC, an article came out, CBC said that they're going to support the athletes uh, legal wise if 
athletes do protests. Is that correct? Yeah, it's just where I saw it. I mean, it's it's yeah. not nothing to do with the CBC themselves. No, no, but they reported it. Yep. Okay, and that's amazing. Uh, that just shows that you know there that organization is willing to step up for what they know is right and what they believe is right. So personally, I don't think this is going to affect people uh, or stop athletes from protesting. I think okay. they're willing to if sacrifice. If you're in the Olympics, Beach. If you're I, I in the think, Olympics. I hold think on. I'm, I think they're going to. You. Okay. You yeah. are in the Olympics. Yeah. You're about to win a sport that you wouldn't dare play. I'm still going to win. Oh, wait for it. Okay. okay. You are in the four by 100 relay, but the four 100 butterfly swimming relay. <laughs> okay. Yo, you're not swimming. Gonna, I'm not winning that. No. Exactly. No exactly. <laughs> well, let me pick a sport that you might win at. Let's, let's take, uh, I don't know. What's your best event? Let's, I don't know. You're probably good at long jump. Okay. <laughs> Let's assume you're doing long jump and you, long and you make jump. the podium. The you long are, jump you've just won seven. gold. You've just won gold. Okay. You are a black, you're a black person. You're on the podium. You are on millions of television screens. Right. The opportunity in the floor is yours. What do you do? I would absolutely, I would still, I'd still protest. I would still, I would get black lives matter across. I, I say it after every show here, uh, every podcast, I should say, um, I would, you know, I would do whatever I would want to do. And that would make a statement that would sacrifice me, you know, legally. I'd, I would have to support. My medal would be gone. But it's I not still, a guarantee, just so you know. Yeah, it's not yeah. a guarantee but you'll let's get just legal assume, support. Let's assume the worst. Right. There's not a guarantee. Assume the worst. But, okay. So what I want to say is let's assume yeah, the worst. And that right. is you'll have, let's say, let's look at Kaepernick. That's maybe yeah. the worst. Yeah. A lot of positive has happened from that eventually. Mm-hmm. But he's been personally shunned for years because of what he did. For sure. Oh, yeah. The NFL blackballed him. All the owners did, 100%. But, I mean. Still to this day. I mean, I don't know if he's still good. What but. he did was bigger than than his, his own personal NFL career. And on top of it, he was able to get reimbursed most of the money that he would have gotten from playing in the league. Mm-hmm. So It took a while. It took oh, a while yeah, for, for people sure. to, th- to jump on board because they were afraid to be on that that island with him because what he did completely ostracized him and it was the right thing to do, man. It was pretty And now look at everyone. Everyone's doing it. He started it. He genuinely, he may have started some, he, in the sports world, he may have been the first person to make it known. He sacrificed his own career for the the betterment of, of lives for other people. Did you think he knew that when he did that one act that he would never play football again? I don't think he cared. I think he was like, this is what I'm going to do. And whatever comes from it is whatever come from, comes from it. But I know that what I did was right. And I'm going to stand up for what I believe in. I don't think he, I don't think he knew. And I also don't think he cared. There's no honest. way he could have known that many things would happen from that. Well, listen, no he's, he was way. stepping up against social injustice. So that means he knew that he was going to like, He's not an idiot. He knew that he there was going to be some form of injustice when it comes to him being an NFL quarterback. Did you, did he not think, listen, I'm just kind of playing on the other side here. I feel yeah, like sure. if someone were to take me back in time before it happened and someone said, hey, you know, imagine a black athlete kneeling down. I would never think it would have this much, would have this much staying power. I mm-hmm. thought, and I'm glad it did. But part of me was like, you know, I wonder if this would last or if it would be a flash in the pan for a season and then it would dwindle away. That's the impressive thing. It didn't. It steamrolled and it steamrolled and it got across every sport. It got across every country, I would say. Yeah. Pretty incredible. Anyway, oh, yeah. 
Um, so clearly you're protesting. And I mean, it's hard to put yourself in the shoes of a gold medal winning athlete on center stage. And they've told you outright, don't do it. You're straight up saying, I don't I'd care. I'd still do it. I'd I'm still doing do it. it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Good for you, man. I mean. What about you? What's your thoughts on it? Well, I'd have to. I, I just feel like this is so archaic. It, it's, I get it. They're stuck mm. in their ways. That's what I chalk this down to. This is the older mentality. This is an old tradition and they're keeping to the old tradition. For sure. There's a lot of things that are stuck out there with the old tradition, man. Like adapt or die is like the old school saying, and you need to adapt to the fact that what's happening now is normal and mm-hmm. you need to be normal. You can't be a dinosaur. And what's the terms they said that you can't have black lives matter. You can't have, um, oh, they just said slogans such as black lives matter will not be allowed on athletes apparel at the venues, but it did approve using the words like peace, respect, solidarity, inclusion, and equality. So I don't know if those words were always allowed, but I guess having the word inclusion and equality is a good step. Those, we know what those are alluding to, but they're a little bit too vague, I think, with what's going on right now. I mean, I'm not okay with any organization saying, you can say these words, but you can't say these (laughs) words. I'm not okay with that. I'm really not. Yeah. Here are things that you can't say. Would your work let you wear a shirt that just said BLM right across the front? Well, it's kind of weird because we have uniforms, right? (laughs) It's, yeah. The Olympics, they have uniforms too. No, no, I understand that. But like, like our Olympian athletes get like, are they getting paid? Are they feeding families? Like I don't, they're getting sponsorships, right? It's a little different. Well, let's assume, let's, let's say, let's say you did, you decided you made a custom shirt and it had it across the front. Well, <laughs> that's listen, tough. would they Again. fire you? Would they fire you? I, I don't know. I don't, I would I would like to think they wouldn't. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. Isn't that That's interesting? Not Isn't that interesting though? Like, what would they do? What would they do if you did that? They pull you aside. They say this is not uniform, and you would say straight up, "Yeah, but I want this message to get seen. I want to put this message across. I want this entire gym and everyone who walks into this gym today to see this message." Yeah, there's a better way to convey that message on my part, but yeah. Let's not discuss that. I'm just trying to think of like on the Olympic level, that's their mm-hmm. window. That's their opportunity to do it. They're being told not to. You're not allowed much, to. You can't have much, it on your shirt. Much larger platform. Oh, much God. larger. Not platform. even close. Yeah. Not wait, even wait, close. Wait, wait, wait. Right. And it's just different. They're not getting, they're not paid athletes. Yes. They're putting in a lot of work, work, time and effort, you know, four years training for four years for an event, but they're not, that's not like sponsorships are putting food on the table for them and whatnot. But the Olympics, generally speaking, really isn't. They're not getting paid while they're Well, they're the not getting paid until they win, probably. Like, right. those guys aren't getting paychecks. They're probably getting enough money and all that to get there and to perform sure. top. They're getting all the support they need. But you get paid when you hit the podium. Right. I don't know. Do bronze medal athletes get money? Like, do they get paid down the line? Like, I mean, do you Andre get paid DeGrasse. as a guest speaker to be like, I finished third in the 100 meters at the Olympics? Man, like, that's, that's pretty big. If you're top, th- like, if you're... If you're top three in the world, that's huge. I agree. Huge. Yeah. But are you getting bookings? I don't know. Are you getting cereal Absolutely. box? Look, look, Andre DeGrasse. Yeah. He's never won a medal. He's never won anything higher than a bronze. No, no he's won higher than a bronze, but his his highest finish at the Olympics is a bronze. 
I didn't know that. Really? Yeah, yeah. Came third to Usain Bolt. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's a good example of how, as long as you podium, you're pretty big. You're, you're and he's got he's on commercials. He's on everything, but he's also supported by Canada, right? He's Canada's <laughs> probably yeah. he's probably yeah. Canada. He's Canada's fastest athlete, right? So, and he and he could potentially win the Olympics this year, potentially. Oh man, I hope he does. I remember something happened. Something happened last summer where he couldn't. I don't know if he, he got hurt injured. or something like he yeah, was hurt. yeah. That was nasty. Was that was so sad because I was actually following it back then and I was kind of hoping for something to happen there. Anyway, uh, okay. I told you my first topic was, was heavy. Good. I hope I didn't say anything that would got you offended there, Beach, but I was trying to make an analogy to. <laughs> no, not at all. What, when someone tells you not to make a statement, go ahead and make a statement. Right. I understand Olympics is not the same as working at your job, but it's <laughs> not uh, even close. Not even close. It would just be so curious to see the reaction of corporation, not just yours, but any corporation where you walked in, you're like, here's my message. And it's just so touchy to think, okay, well, listen, this has nothing to do with you trying to convey a message. We just kind of follow a uniform here. That's not part of the uniform. Right. So I just think of what kind of like, that can get so crazy. It's going to happen one day, Beach. Someone who works oh, at a regular sure. job like you and I, for He's sure. going to show up to work, wear something that is heavily um, influential or heavily, uh, I guess, rever- re- uh, heavily revolving around social injustice. For sure. And what's going to happen? They're going to get in trouble. And what's going to happen then? The media is going to get a hold of it. And what's going to happen then? That company's going to get under fire. Yeah. I mean, it all depends on how it's handled, right? It's they exactly. Just, exactly. If they come by the out, employer. By the employer, yeah, you mean. For yeah. sure. If they come out and they're just like, you're fired. That's a problem. If you come out and you have a conversation with that person is like, we support what you're doing. Let's find a better way to convey this message. Right. That would be a perfect way to handle it. Right. So it all depends. But I mean, let's be honest. There's going to be, there's going to be, it's a coin flip. There's going to be some organizations that are going to be like, you're, you're gone. You're terminated. There's going to be half the organizations that say, we support you. Let's figure out a way to do this or, or we support the way you're doing it. Awesome. So. I'm curious to see if the IOC does that too and says, okay, hold on, guys. It's clear that a lot of these athletes want to portray a message. No Let's have chance. a conversation about it. I know that's no the chance. thing. That would be the right thing to do for the IOC. They will not. The IOC is the most, one of, sorry, next to FIFA, one of the most corrupt organizations <laughs> in How the world. How dare you accuse them of corruption? <laughs> <laughs> Never been proven to be corrupt. Ever. NFL, IOC, FIFA, you name it. You think the NFL's corrupt? Oh my! Or just biased and racist, corrupt, biased, racist. Okay, you know what? Fine, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll maybe, maybe keep the word corrupt out of there. But yes, racist. Yes. I think the NFL. Props to the NFL. They're not. I don't think they're corrupt because they're pretty openly racist. They're pretty obviously <laughs> biased. There's no it's corruption. So- corruption is kind of like under the hand, like money being exchanged under right. the table. No, no, no. They're like, here's a bunch of money going to this person because they did this. Oh, we're not signing that quarterback because he's black. We're going to sign this third string white quarterback because my owner is an 80-year-old white man with lots of money and he told me to do it. Right. Yeah. Man, that Kaepernick thing. Going back to Kaepernick, like the fact that he... Listen, I'll be honest. His bicep flexing and his persona when he was at his prime in, in, in San Fran, I obviously didn't like that style of athlete. Don't like that cocky flexing. And anyway, it's a great segue. Was, <laughs> I didn't think he was that great, but he was. He I was. Mean, he, he had a couple of years where he was very, very good. How many years was he in the league? Two. 
Uh, he was in the league for okay, so he came he was in a starter as a for me too. He was a, came in as a rookie, then he replaced Alex Smith. Got hurt second in his second year. He took over for Alex Smith. Next year, he took his team to the Super Bowl. Year after that, they didn't make playoffs. I think he was in the league for about five years. Wow. Oh man, Akbar, where are you? Uh, there's no way. Was he starting for five years? No, no, no. He started for f- uh, three and a half. I think it was less. I think he was a really good starter for less than three seasons. I'm going to say three or less. So you're you pulling what's up funny? His- yeah, I'm pulling it up. You know what's funny? I look up Colin Kaepernick, and it doesn't say professional athlete. It, it, he's under as uh, an activist, which is crazy. He's not even an athlete anymore. Well, to be honest with you, no athlete can do what he did socially. Like All right. He's done way more for the world than any athlete will ever do, I think. Okay, you ready for this? Ready. One, two, three, four, five, six seasons in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He didn't start his first year, like I said. His second year, he took over halfway through the season. Third year, started 16 out of 16. Fourth year, 16 out of 16. Fifth year, 9 uh, he started eight out of nine, and then in his sixth year, he started eleven out of twelve. So he played four, six. No, he he started. For he started freaking, four. He started four and a half seasons. Well, it's longer, more than I thought. Yeah, but anyhow, me not thinking. He still, he was great. Sorry, he was good. I didn't think he was great. But he, had a couple when he seasons lost his where job. He was very good. When he lost his job, mm-hmm. so many shitty quarterbacks got drafted. So many shitty quarterbacks got signed ahead of him. And at oh, first yeah. I was just like, oh, you know, maybe they're seeing what I'm seeing. He's not, maybe they don't think he's that great either. But then it was blatant avoidance. It still happens. Oh, man. It still happens. Like teams are so, they want that prototypical white pocket quarterback. That is just, that's just what they want. Right. It's Regardless. not going to change. It's not going to change in this year's draft. either. It's not going to change. Like look at uh, the Ohio state quarterback this year. Like, yeah. Trevor Lawrence or something. Just no, Justin Fields. He's no, he, like the game. Justin Fields is the black quarterback who's yeah. very good, starting quarterback at Ohio State. He was projected to go one or two. Now he's projected to go like nine or ten. Why would he? But him being projected at one or two, he was this. Also, he was a black guy at that point too. Why is he suddenly dropping? It's nothing to do with his race. Yes, he was touted absolutely. as a. But he was touted at one or two. While they still know he was a black quarterback, yeah, they're not they're, suddenly like, oh wait a second. They're gonna find any reason if he goes to a pro day, which he has. And has a couple bad throws, they'll drop his stock faster than another white quarterback who goes and has a couple bad throws. That's just how I, it is. I, I may agree with that actually. Yeah, that's just how it is. That's how it works. His m- margin for error is so much smaller than the prototypical white pocket quarterbacks. It's just how it is. But yeah, okay, I agree with you totally. Um, but is the pocket game just the way it is now? Is, is it necessarily a race thing or is there non-race uh, trend as well where Lamar we just Jackson. want quarterbacks, whether white, whether black, we want them to stay in the pocket? Lamar Jackson. Yeah, won he's not a pocket passer at all. <laughs> he won MVP uh, two seasons ago. Okay, like, yeah. Is, it, it, no, but I'm saying so like, are they, picking, are they picking pocket passers intentionally? Yes, 100%. Now, you're saying they would pick a white pocket passer before a black one? Absolutely for no reason for no reason absolutely absolutely i was trying to look up bj i don't know why it's drop it's it's not in my head here but like who's projected to go first overall it's the it's the trevor lawrence from, you're right thank trevor you lawrence. it is trevor lawrence okay yeah 
Yeah, but he's also supposed to be extremely good. He's good. He's very good. I'm not taking anything away from Trevor Lawrence. He's very good. He's the best quarterback probably in the draft. Yep. Right? After that, we'll see what happens. But I personally prefer the non-pocket. I prefer the option. I prefer seeing a Lamar Jackson. I prefer seeing a Michael Vick. Right. I like the idea that I don't know if this guy's going to throw it or if he's going to run it. But then, again, I don't like Cam Newton where he pulls back and he drops back and he is already running. <laughs> he knows he's running. That's more like of uh, he's not confident enough to throw the ball downfield. And he's just, yeah. Yeah, he's a whole he's he's a he's a whole other situation for me. He's let's, just a little bit over the top. Let's let's not put pour that salt on the wound for you. How about that? No, it's all good. Poor guy. Now, I mean, his career is obviously dwindling. I have another guy though I, I'd like to discuss with you. Is this okay? Yep. All right. Yeah. Uh, your boy Trevor Bauer. Yes, I'm so glad. Is this <laughs> where he almost got beaned in the face? <laughs> all right. So Trevor Bauer recently came out i don't know if you saw did you see any of the games between dodgers and uh, padres this weekend or any uh, of the highlights no but i know there's a huge comeback by the padres yeah in one of the games night. and i know Very. that trevor bauer almost got smoked in the face with the tennis ball with the uh, baseball <laughs> okay sure i don't i did i actually didn't know that oh but. wait i actually know your topic beach is this about the uh, covering one eye the tatis covering one eye i'll get to it i'll get to it i'll get you to break it. it down and i i'm ready I'll break it down for you. So la- last night, I was actually up to like 1230 watching the game because I went to extra innings. They came back. It was like 7-1. Dodgers, Padres came back, won in extra innings. Um, and But throughout that series, so Trevor Bauer was facing Fernando Tatis, gave up two home runs to him, okay? During those two home runs, Tatis was, was showboating. He covered his one eye on the first one while running around the bases, kind of ran backwards and then, you know, started running forwards. Uh, he kind of strutted across home play after his second home run. He was just, he was celebrating. He celebrated a ton. And I was like, man, I was like, that is a lot. And I'm like, I wonder how Trevor Bauer feels about this. Everyone was saying he was going to beat him at his next at bat, but he actually didn't. So when he was asked about it, he actually came out and said, I support the celebrations. I, I am perfectly okay with it. The game needs it. Um, I think it's ridiculous that pitchers being uh hitters after giving up a home run and after they celebrate so i wanted to get your thoughts on that (laughs) were you thinking of me when you saw this happening (laughs) absolutely i was so so everyone's on the same page as you in terms of my in terms of knowledge i dislike trevor bauer for multiple reasons the major reason being he made a youtube video of his of his decision That was the, like, that was, that was it. That was when I thought, okay, this guy's been chirping for the last year and a half, complaining to the MLB about this, complaining about that, whining about this, whining about that. Then he makes a YouTube video, a very high quality and clearly time intensive (laughs) HD video of him making the big announcement that he's going to the Dodgers. Okay. Get over yourself, whatever. Then when I saw this, listen, I don't know much about Tatis. He's the best. He's the highest paid player in baseball. And he obviously deserves it because the guy is crazy, crazy good, crazy good. And this rivalry between the Dodgers and the Padres is fucking amazing. I am all for it. It's so amazing. When Tatis hit a home, listen, I don't like showboating in baseball. I don't like showboating anywhere, but if you're showboating directly to Trevor Bauer, it is for sure allowed. You can do it. You can literally do cartwheels backwards or back handsprings across the bases. And I'd say, you know what? That's cool. I don't mind that. 
So when he covered his one eye, we should elaborate to listeners who may or may not know. That was in reference to Trevor Bauer pitching in the preseason with one eye, which is, again, classic Trevor Bauer. Okay, so why did he do that? Why was he pitching with one eye? I forget, but he cl- it wasn't to be arrogant, but I think people eventually figured out like he was trying to show that he can do it with one eye closed. There was a story that he had something in his eye or he had an injury in his eye and he could only use one eye. But if that's the case, Beach, don't tell anybody. He don't opened... pitch. Why are you pitching? <laughs> well, first of all, it's the preseason. But yes, I agree with you. <laughs> he made it known. That's the okay. worst part. He made okay. sure everyone knew that he was pitching with one eye, which wow. is obviously impossible. You have no depth perception. He's exaggerating <laughs> something. Anyway, <laughs> how can you like this guy, right? So uh, that's why Tatis was running the bases, covering one eye. Because clearly hitters... Whether you're hurt in one eye or not, you don't pitch with one eye. And if you do, you don't tell hitters, oh, I pitched you with one eye. Like you said, you stop pitching or you keep your mouth shut and deal with the injury privately. So him covering one eye while he's running the bases, fucking amazing. (laughs) I think he did some sort of bizarre like swagger step when he was rounding third. He did something I've never seen before. He did. I don't know what that was revolving around, but I want to write down the list of things he did while he ran the bases <laughs> twice. And I couldn't even keep up. I was like, okay, he's strutting the first bat flip, uh, rounded the bit, covered his eye. He kind of did a back pedal, like after third base, did a little celebration with the third baseman strutted across home base. Like it was, it was so were all of these in the same lot. game against Bauer, all of these in the same game against Bauer. Okay, good. So then they're okay with it. <laughs> But if it was if he did pitcher, that to any other team or any other pitcher, I would clearly hate Tatis. Other than the Houston Astros. Oh yeah, he can do it. <laughs> he can do it to the Houston Astros as long as he wants until the last cheating player is still on that roster. <laughs> That's totally right. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. What about um, equipment manager? Last person there. Well, did she? As long as he's doing every action to the equipment manager who's on the bench, like not even watching the game, you just see him sitting there like, huh? he's talking to me. What did I do? You're a fucking cheater, man. I, I, I was actually not even working. Oh yeah. I was, that's, I was, I was 12 when that happened. I yeah, didn't know what was right. going on. I just got hired. I'm not even getting paid. Oh, that's funny. Uh, yes, Tatis can be uh, can be a dick to Bauer, but to not not to anyone else. Even to like you know someone like Strowman. Go ahead. Right. If right. you deserve it, it's fine. But doing it to an innocent pitcher. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen. So it's the okay. So it's the type of pitcher. It's the yeah, type yeah. Of oh yeah, like, for sure, for sure. Okay. Fair. So okay. I was upset that Trevor Bauer responded the way he did. I, was I know really you were hoping. I, I was, was like, really hoping. I was like, he might have won John over with this comment, and I'm like, interesting. Oh, no. No, eh? no, no chance. No, no. Okay. Thank God Fair. he said that. Because if Fair. he didn't, if he started complaining, he, no, he can't. He can't. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so here's my thing. Um, <laughs> what Tatis did last night, and as much as I don't like Trevor Bauer, that is just the covering the eye. I didn't mind as much because you're actually like taking a shot back at someone for being stupid, mm-hmm. and Trevor Bauer is stupid for doing that. So I have no issue with that. The strutting after home plate, the backpedaling, <laughs> that was a little bit too much for me. I would definitely be throwing at his ribs. I, I, I like it's. Too, you're showing up 
You're showing up the picture. That is showing up the picture. If I haven't done anything to you, and I'm literally just, and I know some people, listen, I'm all about that. Like, you don't like it? Get them out. I'm all about that. However, do not be a fucking idiot. Show some class. I, I'm pitching down the plate. I'm competing against you. You hit a home run off me and you're fucking showboating. If I strike you out, I'm not doing shit. I'm happy I got to strike out. I might do a little fist pump if it's like a huge inning, big pitch, big out, bases loaded. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to show you up and be like in your fucking face. <laughs> yeah, there's more where that came from, asshole. I'm not going to do that. That's just too much. That is way too much. So I expect it the whole way around. Bauer did something stupid. I didn't know he did that. He deserved the whole covering the eye. Now that I, I, I know that, it's even funnier. It's it's hilarious, the fact that he did that. It's it's perfect. And uh, Beach, while you were saying that, I looked it up just to get the, the exact wording and reasoning. Yeah. Bauer, at the time, so he was pitching against the Padres when he did it with one eye closed. Oh, so it was against him as well. Yeah. More that I even, didn't know. I'm okay with that then. That's I'm fine with that. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna be okay with it even more. Ready? Mm. Bauer said the reason he did it was I was just having a little bit of fun. And I was simply trying to make the game more challenging for myself. So he didn't have an injury? Nope. I was just trying to have a little fun and I was just trying to make the game more challenging. Pitching is so easy for him with two eyeballs. He wants to be like, hmm, let's see if I can pitch with one and have no depth perception. So he hits in the National League, right? So he actually hits. So if I'm the pitcher of the opposing team, I am throwing the ball so hard at him, so hard in his ribs. Yeah, I would probably hit him every single time. And as a pitcher, I, I, I would know it's coming right back at me next inning, and I would just take my base. Yeah, I agree. Beach, how you feeling with Trevor Bauer before and now? <laughs> I, I've never listened. The whole YouTube you didn't thing. Have, I, you didn't have YouTube much thing, of a take on the YouTube thing. You I didn't not, care about that. It's like, whatever. Everyone's doing that these days. Go for it. Yeah. You want to announce your stuff on YouTube, go for it. But the whole, like, I, I, I thing, like, go fuck yourself, dude. Like, seriously. Go life. Okay. Um, okay. I'm just going to bring up something really quick. It's not even a topic. Sure. But it's about LeBron. Okay. And it's not what's happening. I mean, it's a, he has a lot. He has a, he's in the news for way bigger and way heavier things right now. And we've already kind of approached that with my first topic. Okay. I'm going to try to take the lighter side. So just to give you some background, um, LeBron obviously accused a policeman for shooting a 14-year-old girl. And uh, the girl was had a knife in her hand attacking another girl. But the policeman shot the person holding the knife and she died. And LeBron asked that that cop who shot the girl gets, you know, the same treatment that uh, Chauvin, Chauvin, the the cop who was kneeling on, uh, kneeling on the neck of, remind me the name? Oh, George Floyd. Thank you. The cop, he was then, he was convicted for multiple, multiple, like he was convicted. He's going to jail likely for the rest of his life. And LeBron tweeted out, you're next to this cop who shot a 14-year-old girl who was holding a knife, the knife of which she was using to attack another girl. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that tweet by LeBron caused a big stink. And, you know, he's obviously under some serious, serious heat right now. And he deleted his tweet two hours later. That's a big deal. I don't want to go there. It's going to, we're probably going to approach that another, I need to do more research before I bring that one up, Beach, to be honest. For sure. But he's obviously in some hot water. 
What I wanted to do is focus on the lighter side because hating LeBron is just more fun for me before this whole dark stuff. I want to make fun of just him and how much he loves attention. So let's go there. During a timeout, <laughs> did you happen to see during a timeout a couple games ago, his team was in the huddle. He's in his street clothes. What do those guys who are in the street clothes who are hurt normally do? <laughs> they'll either sit on the end of the bench where they usually do, or maybe they'll join the huddle and, and look over the shoulder just to watch what's going on. He is away from the huddle. He is in the key. He is practicing some dribbling. He's practicing a fadeaway. He's just doing light little touchy drills with his foot because he's testing out his ankle. Doing like an up and under, doing a, like a pivot fadeaway. And I need to know what you think about that. Like think about if you're at that game and you watch LeBron at the center of attention working on that. Do you have any issue with that at all? Or you're like, oh, that's cool. Whatever. He's doing that. Because, you know, he doesn't have any opportunity to do that any other time. <laughs> He's choosing to do it on a TV timeout. Right. Where only he is he is on the floor by himself. So, uh, okay. So, is he doing it for attention? Absolutely. Okay. Um, do I have an issue with him doing it? I don't. You Like, honestly, watching for, as a player, watching basketball is so boring. It's so boring. I, I have no issue with him going out there just like, you know, m imagining his moves, testing things out, whatever. I have no issue with that. I really don't. Really? I'm surprised. No, I don't. I think it drives me nuts how much he must find a way to be in the spotlight when he hasn't been able to be when he's sitting on the bench. Like, he can't play. So he just wants someone to take videos of him and someone to see him doing something. That bothers me. That bothers me a lot because he can do that before the game. He can do that after the game. He can do it 23 hours, <laughs> 23 other hours of the day. He has his own gym. He has that gym. Like, it's just, why well, he choose was, that? Listen, he, like, watch your coach do something. Be a part of was, your team. He was actually working out before the game. Great. Who cares? His I ankle know. is sore. His ankle's hurt. <laughs> yeah. He can't play. I get it. Yeah. Well, what are you doing, though? I think he's bored. I think he, honestly, I just think he was bored. I also just think he was bored. Uh, okay. If and you yeah, did sure. that. Uh, yeah. As I've a, done it. I've done it plenty of times. Oh, in front of millions of people? No, not, of course not. But I've done it plenty of times in between time. Like if I was hurt or injured or whatever, I've done it plenty of times. Would you do it? At, with an actual basketball. At TD Place. Would you do it during the finals? No. CIS finals? No no, no. 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 I wouldn't do that. Because the focus is on the game. Not uh, you. I've done, I've done it with a real basketball. On a, like a, a busted ankle? Yeah, a busted ankle or whatever, whatever the injury was. I've yeah, done but it. at a gym. Broken foot. Of, broken uh, foot. That was anyway. healing. That was healing. Yeah. I I've didn't like it. it. Anyway, that wasn't really a topic. I just wanted to bring that up because I just thought of it. And uh, I he just. Bothers he, you, eh? he, he bothers really you, eh? He bothers you. He really bothers me. <laughs> he really, really bothers me. He's a fantastic basketball player. But now with this whole thing, Beach, I'm telling you. He has lost a lot of fans. Yeah. I don't know what you know about it. I feel like when I was telling you I don't about know it, you enough. weren't entirely sure. I, I don't know enough about it. Uh, so I'll, I'll have to wait to. You're not going to have a choice. That. Now Now that this has dipped into the athlete's world, like this has left yeah. the police world. It has now jumped into the athlete world and not mm -hmm. just the athlete world. It's jumped into LeBron's world, which is, takes over. It takes over. It's just, it's unfortunate a 14 year old girl died. Let's of course, say that, of course. Right? 
and um, the policemen are, are the policemen yeah. are reaching out to him saying, "Dude, you got to stop accusing all of us of being racist and murderers because you don't know the backstory of what happened here, and you have a split second decision to make a very very a split second moment to make a very very big decision like." LeBron, you're a big deal. You have a big platform. Like, take a second before you make such a big accusation. Right. So there's just a lot of people who are are uh, are not too happy with him right now. But anyway, like I said, it's a it's a really much bigger topic and it's a much more serious topic. But I just wanted to I wanted to to make fun of him one more time before <laughs> before he gets really scrutinized <laughs> about something else. Let's discuss that topic uh, when we when we know more when we have more facts and exactly we know. I'm good with that. Cool. Okay. Uh, last one I have. Um, so Draymond Green, this actually happened a few weeks ago. Draymond Green came out claiming that he is the best defender ever. Not this season, not currently, mm. but ever. So I want to get your thoughts on that. I mean, you've watched basketball. You watch basketball. You, you know the history of basketball. What is Draymond Green talking about or what is he saying? You might agree with him, but... I, I would like to know what you think. I agree. I agree with him. I mean, I, I think that Draymond Green is the best defender. I also shit. think LeBron James is like the nicest guy on the court. <laughs> He's good to his teammates. <laughs> no, Draymond is not the best defender. He's not the vet. He's not the best defender in this league right now. He wasn't the best defender in the league last year. And he's nowhere close to being the all-time best. Dikembe Mutombo name comes to mind. Are you telling me that players would rather play against Dikembe Mutombo than Draymond Green. Would you rather play against Dikembe Mutombo or Draymond prime? Green? Hell no. Hell no. No. I, I, yeah, would you no, rather play no. against Shaq or would you rather play against Draymond Green? Oh my God. Fucking Draymond Green. Yeah, what is heartbeat. he thinking? What is this a, is this a, I need, I need to be like, I need <sighs> some clout around me. I need some, no one's talking about me. Everyone's talking about Steph Curry because <laughs> Uh, Steph Curry just like is a machine and <laughs> I'm on his team. I want to get talked about too. Like I'm sensing a bit of jealousy. I don't know what else would trigger this. I, I don't know. I like came up with a bunch of names that I felt was like. I thought you meant like a bunch of names to call him. Idiot, <laughs> moron, idiot, selfish, stupid, blind. insecure. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, um, and I like, okay. So Scotty Pippen, Dennis Rodman, David Robinson, Hakeem Olajuwon, Dikembe Mutombo, who you mentioned, and Gary Payton. Tim Duncan. Gary Payton. Ben so here's Wallace. my here's my issue with shorter players, Beach, is that technically yeah. you could shoot over them. That's that's just like my theory. I still rather like I still anyways. Yeah, fine. Okay. Ben Wallace, Bill Russell, Jimmy Butler. Like those are just like guys that come to mind. And then currently Jimmy Butler should have been in a currently call, but Clay Thompson, Kawhi Leonard, Ben Simmons, LeBron James, OJ, o, OG. Like OG Ananobi? Oh my God! Is a better defender than Draymond Green? Every day of the week. Oh my God! Then what is he thinking? What is his? Okay. Also, what's the guy who always wins Defensive Man of the Year on Utah? Rudy uh, Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Okay. So here's my issue. No, no. So here's my issue. I am not a fan of the people that block shots and are called great defensive players. Okay. It is the people that is a form like, of defense. That's a form of defense. It's a form of defense, but it doesn't mean you're a good defender. You could stand there and block shots all day. I, Dwight Howard, one year, one defensive player of the year because <laughs> he defended and he re, uh, sorry he blocked shots and he rebounded. Chris Bosh torched him every single night they played each other. That doesn't he, matter. Does not no. If he scores forty five <laughs> against them, look, he blocked seven shots of 
and he grabbed 15 rebounds. I don't care. He can't defend anybody. Rudy rebounds, Gobert. Defensive rebounds should not be a stat in the NBA. Whoa. You just took a completely different turn. <laughs> yeah. I'm sick of watching no one crash the boards. And <laughs> free, free defensive rebounds. Russell Westbrook will take all those rebounds for you. <laughs> when you don't have to jump to get a rebound, Beach, I'm sorry. That's not a rebound. <laughs> You have well, one guy shooting from half, thanks to Steph Curry, and you have four other guys who didn't even cross the three-point line yet and are already backpedaling. You understand so the, everyone's going to think you just hate every single athlete in the world. You understand that, right? No, Listen, no, 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 no. You have, I'm not hating on an athlete here. I'm hating on the lack of um, the lack of merit around defense, around the rebound stat. The rebound stat is inflated. I don't think it's, it's, I don't think it's genuine of like crashing the boards in high school. Could you remember playing in high school? Every time a shot goes up, there are nine people fighting for that rebound. Yeah. Maybe 10. In the NBA, the two people fighting over the rebound are on the same team. <laughs> you don't agree with me yeah. here? You don't think defensive rebound stats are like almost meaningless? Unless it's in the last minute of the game, I'm afraid. There's no, just no, there's just no I think reason. It's, I think it's different from team to team, but I don't think it's like- Sorry. I, I totally interrupted your, your your wavelength there. No, that's okay. I don't even remember what I was talking about. The best players, like defending. Defenders, yeah, it's okay. Um, I don't. I think it's <laughs> I think it's different from team to team. To answer your question, I don't think I don't think it's. Um, yeah, I don't think it's every team, but there's definitely some teams that don't rebound at all. Absolutely, for what sure. What team? What team crashes the boards in the first three quarters of a game? The best. The best teams in the league. So Utah. Utah crashes the boards offensively. I'm going to watch the next quarter, the next first quarter of the Utah Jazz. I think they do. Oh, I was going off on 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 the defensive player of the year awards and stuff. Like it's just oh yeah, how Dwight Howard is yeah like, like getting- Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is probably the best defensive player in the game right now. But Rudy Gobert will win it because he blocks more shots. But yet, I'm watching centers score fucking every play down the floor on him. Like he can't cover Jokic. He can't. He can't cover. And I'm not saying that like everyone can. I'm not saying that. But like, if you're the defensive player of the year, then you're the defensive player of the year. I'm not going to lie to you. When I hear defensive player of the year, I picture someone swatting the ball. Uh, I do. I picture. I picture. I, I don't want. I'm wrong. I'm completely I, wrong. Yeah. I picture a lock. A person who can, who can play team defense and also lock down his own man. So that's when, now you're opening up my eyes to that. Like we had a guy named Lee Greenberg and sometimes Greg Seppola. Mm-hmm. We see the best player on the other team. What do you do? You sick your best defensive player on them. Right. Greg is five foot, <laughs> five foot four, right, Greg? I think he's five foot four. <laughs> and he could cover someone who's six foot four because right. the guy won't have the ability to get the ball from his legs up into the shooting position because Greg mm-hmm. will swat it out of his hands on the way up. Those are petrifying defenders. And when you said Gary Payton, at first I was like, how is he possibly a defensive player of the year? Oh, that's right. Even if you're hedging on screens or switching on screens, he will not allow that guy to be open for more than half a second. Even if he's switching, he'll jump, he'll hedge, he'll do whatever he needs to do to not lose his man. So yes, I agree with you there. Will that ever change? That will change roughly the same time as FIFA will change the rule on diving. (laughs) You know what's comparable to? It's comparable to the Norse Trophy winner in hockey. Oh, it's the uh, whoever scores the most goals, most from points. 
Eric Carlson, what's that? You scored 105 <laughs> points. Uh, Petra Angelo, you're amazing in your own end. You scored 80, but he had more points. So you're going to win Norris. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Carlson won with a minus 42, <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> like, that's literally what it is. It's It goes to the highest, the mo- the person that has the most points on the year for the defenseman. It yeah. doesn't go to the best all-around defenseman, which it should every year. I guess, t- but how do you how do you how do you judge whether a defender defended except plus minus? I guess stats, stats. You look at stats. So like Ben Ben Simmons, if you looked at all his track record and said, "Here's everyone he covered throughout the season," guarantee that their numbers are not as good as they are usually are, and he's covering the best player on every team. And you look at Rudy Gobert, and you see, oh yeah, well he's got like he's averaging five blocks, twelve rebounds, but Oh, Joker scored like 38 on him. And <laughs> Dwight Howard came out of the woodworks and scored 20 on him. And, oh, like, no, it, it doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me. You have a responsibility to guard your own man and to be a great team defensive player. Yeah, both. Beach, it's never going to happen, man. I know it's not going to happen. The amount it's of work. Bullshit. To do what you just said and to look at, oh, how many points did they score when they were covering him? Okay, let's see. Who did he cover next game? That is so much work. They won't do it. But damn, it's the right way to do it. I never thought of that. But yes, fully agree to that. Never going to happen. Like I said. <laughs> yes. Like I said. Fully agree. That will never happen. Thank you for bringing it up. Yeah. When you see a, a soccer player do four somersaults after <laughs> someone like touches their jersey, they somehow get a call. And now, as long as the defenseman in hockey scores 40 goals or Rudy Gobert has 10 swats a game, they will win Defensive Player of the Year. Sad. It's just sad. I never thought of that. I never looked at that stat, but it's a very interesting one. Go through the list. I want you to do some homework. Go through the list of Defensive Player of the Years. And I don't know if you can do this. You might be able to do this on basketballreference.com. Beach, sorry. Let me tell you something. When they show clips Mm -hmm. of Defensive Player of the Year, like at yep. the award shows, they'll show a montage. What is that person doing in every visual that they show? Blocking, blocking a shot. Yep. How do you show the visual of good defending on a screen? Okay, a well, slow then, motion of like a hedge. By, or like by, that, a by that notion, LeBron James should be defensive player of the year every year. Because what do they show him always <laughs> doing? Chasing down blocks all the time. <laughs> He literally turns the ball over on purpose so he could chase down a block on somebody. Like, then give it to him every year. I think you're watching the same block against Golden State. I think you're watching that same one. He does that once every five games when he has two healthy ankles. That's actually a very good defensive play. But, like, can you answer me this? If LeBron's guarding you, are you scared? Like, is he a good defender? I actually He's a don't good even... defender. He is. When he wants to be a good defender, Yes. He is a good defender, and it's scary because he can kind of he can cover centers and he can cover point guards. It's kind of it's an anomaly. It's like Scottie Pippen 2.0. It's it's pretty scary. Hmm. Is he the best play? Is he the greatest player of all time? No, you know this answer for me. Why are you asking me that question? Just curious. I just because I because you're biased. You're biased to Jordan. Will you I'm ever absolutely let? Absolutely, I'm biased to Jordan. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I'm just curious. Like, what could LeBron do to have him take over? Nothing. Okay. Because, and I'm going to explain to you. Now your judgment is fucked up to me because even if he does like. I'm going to explain to you If he wins five why. more championships right now in a row. Five more. Listen, I'm going to explain it to you. Five in a row, that would be pretty impressive. But? But I'm going to explain this to you. He hasn't done that in the first place. <laughs> okay. 
How many teams has LeBron played for? Ooh. Uh, Three Started teams? in Cleveland, went to Miami. Yeah. Then he went back to Cleveland. Then he went to LA? Yep. Okay. And um, then he went back to Cleveland. Okay. Then he went to LA. Like okay. Then he shot a movie. Then he went back to LA. Okay. Then Cleveland, so, then LA. <laughs> here's my thing. Okay. Then he went to YouTube and then he right. made a video and then he announced that he's going to Miami. Then he went back to LA. So I'm going to break this down really quickly. So Jordan three-peated, won three championships in a row, only team to ever do that. Without bringing superstars along with them. Correct. Retired. Said, I'm going to go play another sport. Wasn't very good at it, which is fine. <laughs> Came back and won three in a row again. He did something that nobody has done ever twice. And then my other argument is if you watch the NBA games, you'll see that they're sponsored by Nike. You'll see the emblem on the jerseys, on the floors. And then on half of the arenas, you'll see the Jordan symbol and the Jordan symbol on the uniforms. Not a, LeBron, not a LeBron, LeBron James, Nike Swish, or anything like that. An actual Jordan symbol. So that the Air Jordan of him soaring in the air, that logo is on buildings? It's on the floors of NBA courts, and it's on uniforms. That makes... I'm sorry. If that doesn't make you the greatest player ever, then what else does? There's an Air Jordan logo on the NBA floor at some arenas? So half of the uniforms have Jordan logos, half of the... Uh, NBA uniforms have Nike logos. Half the gyms, uh, uh, sorry, half the NBA f arenas have Jordan logos. Half the NBA arenas have Nike logos. I feel like I, I haven't noticed that ever. I'll mm -hmm. look at that. Wow. Yeah. Listen, I don't want Jordan to lose his title as the greatest he, of all time. Don't worry. He will never lose it. Yeah, I know, but it. you're you're a completely useless person to get these facts <laughs> from. Like, there's no I could, way. I could, I could debate this till the end of time. Like, like we could look at stats, numbers, all that stuff. And it's funny when people mention stats because they're like, oh, well, LeBron has the most points. He has the most rebounds. He has the most assists. I'm like, yeah, okay. Jordan retired three times, twice in his prime, and he played three years of college. So if Jordan played 20 years, what do you think his stats would look like? That's another good argument. Yeah, that's true. He would what do, you mean, he would, do you mean what would his baseball stats look like? <laughs> his baseball stats would be zero, zero, zero. Yes. Like Sam, Sam Mitchell, Mitchell would be proud of his stats. Zero, line. zero. You got baseball players out there getting <laughs> zero, zero, zero. I watch, I actually rewatched The Last Dance just because it's the anniversary, the one year anniversary of it. You, uh, you lapped me? You've lapped me on that show. You didn't finish it? No. I uh, told what you. Episode are, what episode are you on? I, I don't know. I, maybe five or six. How many are there? Oh, my God. There's 10. Oh, yeah. Maybe six. I must be at six. Oh, I told you. I watched one per one per quarter. So every three months, I'll probably knock down another one. How long has it's it been be out? A year? A year. Yeah. I've watched six episodes in a year. So that's one every two months. Okay, it's pretty well, good. You do. And you I watched, think you're due. Yeah, I, think I know. Due. I am due, actually. I might, have to, <laughs> I might have to watch a full one in one day. Usually I'm, I'm I'm breaking them up into two sessions. That's fucking Hilarious. sad. Last Chance You, man. That's a show I was watching I, too. I've never watched it. I've never watched it. Slow start, Beach, but I think you'd appreciate it. Yeah, I remember you were I'm coaching a team. It. I don't know if they were a well-off team or, or a, like a hard times type team, but this is a coach just like you who took on a job in a shitty, shitty place and it's there's almost no reward in it for him. Mm. He puts his family second and he just fucking coaches the hell out of these guys. 
Last Chance You on Netflix. It's a good show. It's pretty serious. It's very serious. But um, I think as a person who's a former athlete and a coach like you who cares like they're, their players like a ton, you would like that show. If you have the time to watch it, give it a watch. I might start it tonight. Uh, yeah, do it. Last Chance You. It's really good. Okay, Beach, I will shut up because I feel like I spoke a lot this episode and <laughs> I feel like I brought up uh, a lot of... A lot of topics that were a little bit more, um, we went deeper on them than I expected, but I, just, I think that's I what people your, want. I brought up your hate list. I brought up LeBron James. I brought up Trevor Bauer. I brought up Draymond Green. Uh, and I, I brought just, up race. I brought up race. <laughs> I brought up social injustice. Like we went flip here. Like who, I went, who are you? Who are I you? Went, I think I'm just, I think I've just had enough. I've, I've pleaded ignorant for long enough and said, I don't know enough about it. I can't talk to it, but now. With the, with the free time I have, I'm focusing more on that stuff than I am with useless stuff. And it's it's just, it starts to hit home. I mean, when you have a family, it can't, you can't help but ha- have it hit home even more. But like even the comment you made in our group chat, you're like, I'm afraid to go to the US. Like that's fucking scary. Absolutely. I know you say that like lightheartedly kind of. You're like, oh, I'm because we've been there. We've traveled together. You are fine. Mm-hmm. But then again, these days, like eyes are open wider now. So- Anyway, uh, Listen, yeah, I got to, I got to, I got to give you some props, Jay. Like I, I, I don't think I would have ever seen you bringing up these conversations like last year, I would say. And we've had some like tough conversations like privately, but I'm very impressed and, and oh, I don't keep it up. Impressed. Seriously. I don't, I'm, I'm not impressed doing it to be impressed. No, no, I'm, I'm complimenting you. Like I'm, I'm and I don't I'm enjoy you. So stop. I know you do. I know you just, you're fucking, you can't handle a compliment. Jesus no, Christ. I can't. Cool. Beach, take <laughs> us home, man. And, uh, remember we have our errors and regrets session. So I'm right. curious to listen to this episode and hear how many things that I regret saying. <laughs> how many <laughs> things you. we regret saying and how many things are incorrect. I just want to close off by saying I'm really proud of my friend, Jonathan Petridis. Thank you for listening. Uh, please check us out on our social media page at Inst- at Unscripted PB on Twitter and on Instagram. Again, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next episode. And Don't remember forget, that- Black Lives. What? Black Lives what? Let's say it together. Ready? One, two, three. Black Lives Black Matter. Black Lives Matter. Way too slow. Okay, peace out. Bye.